Outdoor. News this hour from townhall.com. I'm Rich Thomason. More than 1,200 flights have been canceled. A lot of schools are closed as a nor'easter dumps snow from the mid-Atlantic to New England. New Yorker Ricky Lee says it's not that bad. It's been a quiet winter, so it's kind of welcoming. I just hope nobody get hurt and we get home safe. New York City and vicinity in the bullseye. Winter storm warning in effect for the city, New Jersey, Long Island, a state of emergency declared in Massachusetts. And in the midst of the storm, New York voters trudging to the polls today, deciding on a replacement for deposed Republican Congressman George Santos. The Senate pulled an all-nighter, finally passing a $95 billion for Israel. And Taiwan. The 70 to 29 vote came after a small group of Republicans opposed to the $60 billion for Ukraine held the Senate floor throughout the night, using the final hours of debate to argue that the U.S. should focus on its own problems before sending more money overseas. The package faces a deeply uncertain future in the House, where conservative Republicans oppose the legislation. Speaker Mike Johnson has made it clear that it could be weeks or months before Congress sends the legislation to President Biden's desk, if at all. Correspondent Jeremy House. At first, they did not succeed, so they're trying again. House Republicans plan another vote on impeaching Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Wall Street is gripped by a sell-off this morning following release of a consumer price report that shows inflation is still with us. Prices rose three-tenths of one percent from December to last month, and prices are 3.1 percent higher than they were one year ago. And Wall Street's benchmarks are deep in the red this morning, all down more than one percent. The Dow is off 486 points, while the Nasdaq is down 207 points, and the S&P is off 61. More on these stories at townhall.com. To avoid digital threats, turn on NordVPN. It's trusted by millions of users. Just visit nordvpn.com. One of the fastest VPNs on Earth will block web trackers, malicious websites, and malware-ridden downloads. It will also encrypt your Internet traffic while maintaining a smooth connection. So improve your digital privacy and protection against hackers with one simple click. Get the special deal at nordvpn.com and enjoy safer Internet daily. NordVPN. Cybersecurity built for every day. Life insurance. Why are you putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think you don't need it? There's lots of excuses for putting off life insurance. But if you weren't there, who would pay the mortgage and other bills? With Ethos, you could be covered in 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at getethos.com. That's getethos.com. This KMCQ News Flash, powered by Palm Mortuaries and Cemeteries. Stay active, be healthy, they would rather wait. Las Vegas' first Super Bowl was epic in many ways. It includes a historic betting handle for Nevada Sportsbooks. The Gaming Control Board reports Silver State Sportsbooks took $185.6 million in bets for Super Bowl 58, breaking the previous record of $179.8 million that was reached in 2022. Nevada's 182 Sportsbooks won $6.8 million on the game for a win percentage of 3.7%. Now that's the fourth lowest win percentage in the past 10 years. The handle itself better last year by more than $32 million, a more than 21% increase. 
Las Vegas' first Super Bowl also made some TV history. CBS Sports reporting Super Bowl 58 over at Allegiant Stadium was the most watched telecast in TV history with an average audience of 123.4 million viewers. Viewership was up 7% compared to Super Bowl 57. More than 202 million viewers watched at least a portion of Sunday's game here from Las Vegas, a 10% bump over last year's game. The game aired on CBS, Nickelodeon, Paramount+, Plus, CBS Sports, Univision, and the NFL digital platforms. CBS itself, the network, had the biggest share of viewers, drawing 120 million, the largest audience in history for any single network. Early groundwork linked to the Brightline West high-speed rail project could mean the long-talked-about project is finally happening. Brightline has reportedly been doing some field work in the median of I-15 in both southern Nevada as well as southern California. Project officials say the work is part of the final stages of design work before groundbreaking happens. Take AM670 with you wherever you go. Check out our website at 670kmzq.com, 670kmzq.com. Click on that Listen Live button. AM 670 KMCQ broadcasts live from the Dream Dental Studios. Ditch your dentures and go with teeth replacements at Dream Dental. Call or text 702-901. No more. 702-901-6666. Come see why thousands have made the switch to Finley Chevrolet. 215 at South Rainbow. Find new roads. F-I-N-D-L-A-Y. Finley Chevy is a place to buy. Home of the... KMCQ on-time traffic is powered by Meineke Car Care Centers. Right now, you can get an oil change for only $39.95. Meineke, doing car care right. Still clearing up a pair of accidents on 95 southbound as you come in from the west side of the valley. 95 southbound before Decatur is one of them. And on the other side, on the east side through the Charleston Curve, watch for one on 95 southbound after Charleston. No reported accidents on I-15, 215, or Summerlin Parkway. On the west side streets, watch for one at the intersection of Sahara and Valley View. We'll have some clouds today and a little bit warmer compared with yesterday. We're going to top out in the low 60s this afternoon. Still holding at 39 degrees, though, right now. I'm Mark Thomas with your on-time traffic and weather on AM670 KMZQ. The best way to get something done, if you if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to Anyway, America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was in the foot him uh, foot, foot. Check it out. and 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 Joan, Shengang, Shanga. Can I just say that of all the idiots in all the idiot villages in all the idiot worlds, you stand alone. and gentlemen, Kevin Wall. Hour number three, live and local. Good to have you with us. Everything you need to know to start your day, good to have you with us. A reminder that this special Nevada Policy Research Institute report brought to you by Nevada Trucking Association, Paul Enos and all the great men and women who get stuff from point A to point B. 
uh, and, and they do it with a smile. I love these people, thanks to the Nevada Trucking Association. Uh, joining us now, uh, John Zarpalis, the president of NPRI. He joins us. John, uh, i, I got to ask you, did you have a, uh, a favorite in the Super Bowl, and did your team win or lose? And what would you think of it? Uh, I think it was a great day for Las Vegas. I think we came out looking just amazing. And so the winner was the city and people of Nevada, city of Las Vegas. And what do I care about the winners? I didn't care. (laughs) You didn't have a dog. As as I always say in the Midwest, I, I didn't have a dog in this fight. I didn't have a dog in this fight. I don't blame you. Uh, I do want to ask you about something that happened here in the last couple of weeks, in the last week, actually, and that is the uh, the primary, the caucus. A lot of people said it would be the end of the world. Uh, I don't think it was. Uh, what did you think of, of, of how it went? I think we got to get back to the root problem of do we want primaries, do we want caucuses, and remembering that the – Political parties are private organizations. And so it's a freedom of association question. I mean, this is coming up in ranked choice voting as well, which is going to be on the ballot here in, in November. Um, people say, well, I should be able to vote in a primary. But, if you say, but what they're trying to say is, well, I'm an independent voter. I don't want to join the Democrat club or the Republican club, but I think I should vote in their in their internal affairs. Well, that's not right to me. So I actually preferred the caucus system personally uh, because the caucus allows for more party control. And if a party is going to stand for something, it has to have control. And it was the primary system in my mind that broke the control of the parties over the candidates. If you've got a lot of money, you can run a primary. You don't need the party. You don't have to be in alignment with anybody. So that's just a personal preference for caucuses. What happened with this one, uh, it, it turned out to be a nothing burger, and maybe the biggest nothing burger is the uh, none of these candidates line. Well, I, I'm just I'm concerned that we, we threw a party, uh, you know, which was the primary election, and it cost us $5 million to do. And I guess yep. my question is, do we want to take taxpayer dollars and and spend $5 million doing it? I, I don't think so. I don't think it's a taxpayer function. As I said, the Democrat Party, Republican Party are private groups. And so um, let them figure out how to get their candidate and pay for it themselves and not make the taxpayer have to pick up that tab. That would settle a lot of arguments and disputes in the early stages. And then, obviously, the general election, yeah, that makes sense because we're electing our leadership. I want to talk about an issue that's been out there for decades now, uh, and it's it's the separation of powers uh, deal that's going on. NPRI has filed suit. Uh, you've gotten to the state Supreme Court. Give me a snapshot of where we are with this with this action. So last Wednesday, we were heard by the Nevada Supreme Court in oral arguments. Um, and for those that don't know, that means you get 15 minutes to present your case 
and the other side gets 15 minutes to present their case. And then since we, we get to rebut the other side, so we got another three minutes at the end to come back around. Um, and it was an amazing, amazing event. I, I recommend everybody should go online, watch the live stream of Nevada Supreme Court hearings because they're fascinating. Such interesting things were brought up during our both sides on the arguments. Our attorney, Colleen McCarty, basically said what we need is a clear and definitive ruling. This has been dragging on forever, and she's absolutely correct. Uh, there was a ruling back in 1955 in the Nevada Attorney General saying that it's an absolutely clear-cut line. Legislators cannot work in government. But it's gotten muddled. Uh, and so our attorney argued we need to have a, de a definitive answer. Their attorney argued for what I call a muddled answer. Well, certain job classifications shouldn't be considered part of the executive branch. If you're a janitor at a CCSD, how are you any part of the executive branch? But if you're in management, in state government, then maybe you are in the executive branch. And we pushed back and said, the problem is that's so confusing. How are you, you gonna do this by job classifications? And then how is someone who works in government know what their job classification is and should they run and how should the voters approach this? Can we just get a clear cut line? If you work in state and local government, you're part of the executive branch and therefore you're violating the separation of powers. And the whole janitor issue was really talked about. Like, what if a person's a janitor? Why should they not serve in the legislature if they're a janitor somewhere in government? But we can go back to 2003 when there was a dual-serving legislator, Wendell Williams, who worked for the city of Las Vegas, elected to the legislature. But he actually said he was promised more money because he was in the legislature. He got bonuses because he was in the legislature. And he got bonuses based on what he could get the city. So he became a sort of a super lobbyist because he was an elected legislator and worked in local government. So that's one of your first questions is, where's the line should it be drawn? We at Nevada Policy think it means anybody working in state and local government. And again, then their attorney, yeah, go ahead. Well, and, and, and I was just going to say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I've, I've read it before. The Constitution is, is pretty precise about this. Uh, I mean, it's everybody. It's absolutely clean-cut language saying any. It does not say certain classifications. It says any. And you're absolutely right. And then they tried to parse that based on common law. And under common law, these are not such clean-cut lines. But it doesn't say under, under common law. It doesn't say under statutory law. It says any. You're absolutely right, Kevin. So that's first thing. The second thing he tried to make an issue was that we, he, meaning the attorney for the Legislative Council Bureau, who's representing those state legislators who are in what we believe is violation of the Constitution, 
he tried to make the case that they need to be broken into different classifications and that we did not currently have as defendants every late legislator who's breaking the law and any judges who are breaking the law because there are some judges who are also UNLV adjunct professors and they're getting paid there. And we made the case that this has been going on since well, since 2000, since 2020, excuse me, let me back up. First time we sued was 2011, that case fell apart. We tried again 2017, that case also fell apart. And then we tried again in 2020, and at that point there were nine legislators we named. And then every time we've gotten a chance, we've tried to um, list who's left or what's changed, because every time there's an election it changes, people quit their government employment jobs. So it's a moving target, and we tried to make the case that it's a moving target. We can't have included everybody, because every time there's some slight change somewhere, we'd have to rearrange that, and we'd have to start over again. So he was arguing that we should go back to the beginning and list everybody, and then somehow keep that up. That was just a big stall tactic, which was, to me, not fair. Again, John Zarpalos joining us, the president of Nevada Policy Research Institute. We're talking about the separation of powers suit that is currently uh, sitting in the uh, state Supreme Court, oral arguments last Wednesday. Uh, what is the legal remedy that you're seeking? I mean, will will, 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 will will people, are there people in the legislature currently that will have to make a decision on, you know, who's who's going to who's going to pay their salary? The remedy is those that are serving in the legislature and also work in state government have a choice. They have to drop one of them. They have to quit, you know, no longer serve in the legislature or quit their job, their state or local government job. In the past, uh, for instance, the first time we sued in 2011, we sued State Senator Mo Dennis, who worked um, for the state as a computer network technician, actually in the Public Utilities Commission, he quit that job with the Public Utilities Commission, and that's why that case went away. He no longer had dual service, and so the situation rectified itself. That's what we want. We want, we want there to be clear separation. If you're working in another branch of government and you're in the legislature, what makes you have this you – know, who are you to become this sort of super legislator, super lobbyist? All these organizations, all these government agencies, all the unions involved in government have lobbyists. Fine, let them pay a lobbyist and go talk to a representative and let them represent. But are we going to have super representation by having elected legislators coming out of government representing their job? That's not fair to the average taxpayer. So what is the turnaround time? You had oral arguments last Wednesday. Uh, the state Supreme Court is, is going to be uh, uh, dealing with this. But are we going to know in a week, two weeks, two months, two years? <laughs> We've waited one this the, long. One of, the, one of my huge frustrations, Kevin, is you don't have any deadlines on this. Um, we're hoping for an opinion before the end of the year. But it doesn't even have to be before the end of the year. It can be before, be before the start of the next court, which would be 
in next February. So hopefully in the next few months we'll get an answer. We'll get a hopefully a clear-cut ruling where they're not trying to parse the, you know, cut the baby up. Let's hope that it says all or, you know, it's clear-cut definition that you can't work in government. There's another little thought here is they were saying that city government, local government, doesn't have a connection to the state. Well, that's not true. All the government agencies in this state fall under state law and are formed under the state, and the budgets for all tax revenue raised, for instance, sales tax, commerce tax, all that stuff's divvied up through the state budget. So they all have a stake in what happens in the state legislature. It's going to be fascinating to see how this all plays out. I know when we talk about the U.S. Supreme Court, we always try and read between the lines, read the questioning of the justices, uh, and, and we try and uh, uh, figure out how, how, how they're going to rule. Uh, is that in play in, in the state Supreme Court? Uh, anything you can glean from any of the questions that may have been asked by the just, justices or judges? Uh, let me... So I sat down with the attorneys afterwards and said, what do you think? And they said, well, it went well, but you just don't ever know. And it's often rumored that the justices will be extra friendly to you in court because they're going to vote against you later and they're trying not to look too harsh. I have no idea, Kevin, which way this will go. It's up to their wisdom. They seem to have asked wonderful questions. I was impressed with what the judges asked and and how the whole thing was conducted. I was impressed with our attorneys, uh, not impressed with the LCB side, but he's arguing for things that I completely disagree are relevant. So I don't know, Kevin, we will find out. And when we do, then we get to go back to the district court so that they can actually rule on what the Supreme Court told them they should have ruled on. Wow. Wow. Uh, And that may come today. It may come uh, a year from today, we will uh, continue to track it, and I know you'll be back with us to uh, to kind of give us a, a snapshot of where we are. Thanks so much, my friend. It is always good. Uh, if folks want to know more about NPRI, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to join uh, you, uh, how do they go about doing it? NPRI.org. Give us your email address. You can always unsubscribe. And, for instance, we sent out emails well in advance with links to the live streaming for the Supreme Court hearing. We'll keep you informed on everything, npri.org. Sounds good. Thanks, my friend. You have a good week, and we'll talk again soon. Thanks, Kevin. There there you go. John Zarpalis, the president of Nevada Policy Research Institute. We call him NPRI or Nevada Policy. They answer to any of them. Uh, Stick around. Coming up a little bit later on, uh, Dr. Jeff Gunter. Uh, Dr. Jeff Gunter is running for the U.S. Senate. Why is he doing it? He's going to explain coming up in our next segment. Stick around. More to do as we continue on AM 670 KMZQ. Coming up on the Tuesday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show, cleanup on aisle Biden continues the Democrat media Trying to convince you that Biden isn't too old for the job. 9 to noon on AM 670 KMZQ. They will stop at nothing to destroy our country from within. 
high inflation, chaos at the border, pro-terrorist rallies on college campuses. This is not the America our founding fathers envisioned for us. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Colonel David Flippo, and I'm running for Congress to fight back against this liberal insanity. Nevadans are tired of watching our country and our state being destroyed by radical liberals and career politicians. Some politicians will go so far to win, they will switch parties when it's convenient. I've been a lifelong conservative Republican who spent 24 years fighting for this country in the United States Air Force. I spent my career defending the country I love, and I am stepping up once again to stop them from taking over our party, our state, and our country. But I need your help to win this fight. Go to electdavidflippo.com for more information. And together, we can flip Nevada red. This is David Flippo, and I approve this message. Paid for by the committee to elect David Flippo. I just moved here, and now I have to get permission from a licensing board before I can even get a job? And I need 1,600 hours of training before I can apply for the license? How am I supposed to do that and pay for rent? According to data from the Institute for Justice, the state of Nevada has the most burdensome licensing laws for low-income professions than any other state in the nation. Hair braiders, landscapers, even shampooers have to undergo hundreds or even thousands of hours of training and pay hundreds or thousands of dollars in licensure fees before they're allowed to work in the state, even if they're already licensed somewhere else. How does it cost so much to just to just get a job. Visit NevadaPolicy.org to learn more about the way unnecessary licensure requirements are burdening working Nevadans. This has been a public service announcement from the Nevada Policy Research Institute, a 501c3 nonprofit. Hey friends, it's Patrick Casal, the MultiCare Group. With the difficulty in finding quality employees to ensure your business thrives, I have a solution for you. Offer employee benefits. Benefits are 100% tax deductible to the employer, income tax-free to the employees and dependents, can be used nationally, and are far more robust than any other individual plan being offered. The MultiCare Group can help you obtain affordable quality health benefits. We have access to association health plans that offer multiple options, attractive rates for you and your employees, with national access and the finest hospitals and physicians in United United States. Call the MultiCare Group today for your no-obligation quote, 702-396-9449. We have access to all the carriers that offer health insurance, dental coverage, vision care, group life and disability insurance. Allow our relationships to guarantee you the most competitive rates. The MultiCare Group can provide you with all these services, plus we can offer payroll services at the most competitive rates, along with the best workers' compensation programs available in the country. Call Patrick Casal of the MultiCare Group today, 702-396-9449. When was your last trip to the dentist? Has it been a few years, five years, more? Hey, Kevin Wall here. For years, I went without dental care, and then I found Dr. Joe Willardson at True Dentistry. Dr. Joe and his caring staff converted me from a scared, high-anxiety patient to one that breezes through exams. Whether it's been years since your last dental visit, or if you just haven't found a good dentist in Vegas yet, I hope you'll do what I did. Call True Dentistry, 702-434-4800. The number again, 702-434-4800. Right now, True Dentistry is offering a free smile simulation to all new patients. A $150 value, absolutely free. True Dentistry has two convenient valley locations in the Southwest and in Summerlin. Call 702-434-4800. That's 702-434-4800. Or check them out at truedentistry.com and tell them Kevin Wall sent you. 
Broadcasting live from the world-famous Las Vegas Strip, this is Live and Local with Kevin Wall on AM670 KMZQ. Talk radio done right. Everybody is talking about it. The Robert Herr report from last week. Uh, the, uh, I mean, it, it's just ugly what's going on right now uh, relative to the president of the United States. Should he step down or not? Britt Hume, by the way, was on Fox News yesterday responding to the age talk in the presidential race. This was uh, Britt Hume yesterday on Fox News Channel. We've been talking about this for a long time. Obviously, the special counsel's report and all the details within that uh, created a lot of coverage over the weekend. What's your assessment, 30,000 feet, of what you saw and where this goes? Well, I think the numbers in that eye-popping poll that you are just talking about, they may be a little bit a little high, but they could be lower than that by a considerable amount and still be pretty devastating numbers. And it tells you that the public has figured out uh, well before this report from the uh, independent to the special counsel came out, that the president is is too old to be president, that he's senile, forgetful, and you know even by the way he moves, you can see he's not the man he once was, and that's and, and I think the effect actually of the Robert Herr, the special counsel's report, was to kind of wake up Washington to the reality that the rest of the country had been onto for some time. So I think that's kind of where we are. Uh, Britt Hume yesterday on Fox News Channel. Uh, this is a problem that's not going away. I think the, the, the president should step down. I'm not crazy about Kamala Harris as the uh, uh, new president. I'm just, uh, it, it, uh, ooh, it's, it's scary to even think about. Uh, coming up, Dr. Jeff Gunter wants to be your next U.S. senator from the state of Nevada. We'll talk about that and a whole bunch more coming up on AM 670 KMZQ. The Vegas Sports Report is brought to you by Finley Chevrolet, located on 215 and South Rainbow, home of the... Alex Petrangelo was celebrated last night for playing in his 1,000th career game, but that would be the extent of the reverie as the Golden Knights turned in a disappointing performance, losing to the Minnesota...